Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of Making Movies Podcast with your host, Justin Baez, man. This is episode four. We breezing through these episodes and I'm getting more and more comfortable and settled in with how this whole process is playing out and uh, just how I want to share all these these stories and in, in this journey into this storytelling world that we're doing together and 1982 media is presenting and um i thought a lot about you know some of the stuff that i already talked about and i figured maybe i should d- do a little deeper dive into like cold calls and to cold emailing so if you remember when i spoke about the story of balls deep which originally was a, a show or a pilot called Halls Deep that I found on a scripts forum. I think it was called simplyscripts.com or dot something. You can Google it. And uh, I just read through all these different, you know, different genres of, of scripts. And in, in my advice, if you're a aspiring writer, definitely an aspiring you know, film, television, storytelling, producer, or even actor. Just, you know, hit up websites like that. Read as many as you can. You know, find the beats. See what works. You can also Google, like, stuff that's been made. I'm pretty sure there's a million websites where you can find films, excuse me, famous television shows, all these different things that have their, their scripts available for exactly these reasons, you know, for to gather up information and to kind of get more familiar with it. Remember, I do, you know, my version of commu- uh, like my, my version of learning is always going to be different. You know, it's probably what they teach in the classroom, but I just can't be in a classroom setting for that kind of thing. So I had to do it this way. So long story short, I find holes deep. I find Matthew. Patrick Haywood, who is the writer, and hopefully I can have him on one day, um, and uh, we can kind of like talk about you know that whole journey more specifically. But I wanted to talk about you know cold calling. So if you didn't listen to that episode, you know I think it's the first episode I talked about on my, on my a whole overview of my like journey into this world, which is a fast version of it but i found this script called halls deep where this incredible writer had this idea that these two porn stars male porn stars leave the life and they want to have normal jobs and one becomes a teacher in a high school and the other one becomes a janitor one of the class you know one of the one, one of the students and classmates finds and a couple of the classmates find out that they have this prior life and one of the girls starts blackmailing the teacher. This shit is funny, it's hilarious. You know, the way the other teachers interact with each other and just the you know, all the characters that they fit into a you know, that he fits into a 30-minute script is really cool. So I go back and forth with Matt online on email just trying to sell myself to him. I was just looking at this, you know, the original emails of what I was sending him. I was like, man, I was just selling myself with any and every fucking thing I had, you know? And mind you, this is a cold email. I don't know Pat. I don't, excuse me. I don't know Matthew, Pat, whatever he called, you know, what is more feels more comfortable going by. And 
I don't know him. I just cold email him. Sold myself. And that was the first sort of experience in that. Not necessarily selling myself on something because, you know, I'm from New York. We hustle. We've been doing that since we were kids, whether we meant to or not. But on this sort of, you know, creative business space. Right. Where it feels like very professional and and, and you should have a certain lingo. And I'm just I'm reading these emails and I'm just saying anything, man. You know, I give you a glimpse of the kind of shit. I'm just saying um, I wanted to talk to you about your script. I loved it. And we're currently looking for great scripts to pitch to a lot of our industry friends. And then I just sell him on like what I'm doing with clothes and all these other things and how I can get to you know, just different networks and reach out to them. Now, here's the thing. I don't know anybody in any fucking networks. I know as much as anybody else knows. And like I mentioned before, this is pre-LinkedIn.com. This is a little harder to find out development teams and all the different um, scenarios of people moving around. You know, at that time, you had to wait for like Variety or Deadline or one of those other publications to sell you that so-and-so just took a job at this place. And then you had to use, you know, your common sense and say, okay, well, if they work at HBO, you assume that, and I, and I work in tech, right? You know, I work as a network um, technician in computers for a while. You assume that most of these people's uh, email situations are set up through some form of Microsoft Exchange or a variant of that. And they're going to use first letter of the first name, last name. Right. So I would just go with that. But I'm, I, you know, Pat doesn't know this. Right. He, I'm just <laughs> I'm just selling him on this thing. And he, you know, to his credit, he's um, he's like, OK, cool. Like I could see it on. FX or HBO or Netflix or so on and so forth. Now, this is 2013. So, you know, there's that to understand as far as like uh, outlets. There wasn't an Amazon Prime. There wasn't HBO Max and definitely a Disney Plus and none, none of those things. And I mean, YouTube was around, but, you know, at that time, we we're praying and hoping that, you know, somebody would buy your stuff from one of these major, major corporations, as opposed to the way we create channels now on our own platforms. So <laughs> he goes for it. He gives me the, you know, okay. And I start using that same format. I, I just look at much information online as I can about anybody in the development teams from the CEOs down and I would just use the format of their email address and their name. And I would just cold email. And I got to a point where I was like, okay, I don't really know if this is a fucking landing because most of the time it was no response. And I'm looking back now, right. I'm just sort of scanning through these emails and I'm looking back at the archives and Going back as far as I can, I mean, the amount of people that I emailed is insane. It it's 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 
kind of sad actually but you know what i mean but it goes to show you like you know this is not a simple task you know this this takes a long 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 time and you really have to just try and i mean i'm just looking at at discovery.com at nbcuni.com at <laughs> sony.com at hbo.com at fox at cbs at mgm i don't know half these people i'm just finding their names kind of going with what the, the flow is and and sending them these canned emails and 99% of the time I never got a response when I did get a response they would forward it to like their HR teams or whatever their legal team would be to give me these canned emails back saying we got we do not accept unsolicited you know material so on and so forth so I had to rethink it, right? I had to strategize. This is where you take all this information. You're, you're doing information gathering. I didn't realize that I was doing like a, wor- a workshop on my own. So I said, okay, don't just send the material. You have to bridge, you know, the you have to create a bridge and then have them give them the opportunity to want to walk over it. So I broke my emails down into like smaller smaller pieces i made it very you know quick and simple for them to understand what we were trying to convey and i would say so and so we have this project about this you know i'm patrick haywood is this writer and this is why you should know him please let me know i I represent him he's the next so and so please let me know if i can you know who and how I can go about getting you this material. That approach changed everything. Now, they would forward this to their development teams that were accepting those, um, you know, kind of pieces of material. And it would usually be like a creative executive or, you know, a VP of a development team or a director of a development team. and, and, And they would be open to it now. After you would send that, there's no guarantee that they're going to read it. There's no guarantee that, you know, you're going to get this fun response back. But every little thing I took as a learning process and a win. So I, this story is, is is for you to understand that when you're going through these these processes in this, in this journey of whatever it is you might be, but specifically we're talking about filmmaking, storytelling, on whatever medium if you if you if you're going forward you're making progress and if you're taking the information you're making you're, you're doing more than what you were doing the day before so coincidentally the people that respond the fastest are the people with the biggest titles and i say that because i feel like they have no time to waste so they would you know Get me a, a quick response. Now, when I say the people with the bigger titles responded, let me just backtrack. Not on email. Because I got tired of just sending out, I'm not exaggerating, maybe 20 to 150 cold emails a day. And there's only but so many places to send it in Hollywood before you just start sending it to the same sort of departments. I got tired of that and I started cold calling. And I would just call and call and call. And all of the, the lower people in the development team were harder to get in contact with. The people with the bigger titles 
wanted to know what the hell you were calling them for. And they would answer that phone. And I kind of got that from like I got I got that idea from um from the great Jerry Weintraub, uh, legendary movie producer, uh, concert promoter, um, talent manager. Um, he he would say how he would try to get people on the phone, and and the bigger the name, the easier it would be to get on the phone. So I said, you know what, I'm going to try the same shit. I'm going to call. Ted Saradonis at Netflix and see if he answers. I'm going to call, well, not him, but see if I can get to him and see if I can get to so-and-so at HBO and this person at MGM and this person at Universal Studios. And majority of the time, I would be able to get through. And if you had something to sell, they would let you talk to them or they would let you communicate with them. The key is you have to vet out the material and the things that you want to present to people way early in the process and make sure that it's some shit that's really has a charge. And I talked about this in the last episode about something meaning something to you, right? This project wasn't related to my life in any way, but it definitely felt like something I have watched on television. Now, the premise being porno background adult industry background is something that was fresh but the way that pat told the story and had the characters interacting with each other felt like a lot of the sitcoms that i grew up watching it felt like something that was very familiar to me very comforting and safe even though it came from a space that seemed risky which made me interested because you didn't have to see anything porno related to know that there's this hanging, you know, thing in the air. There's a huge elephant in the room, per se, that's always going to make shit uncomfortable for them. Um, I'm going to talk this fucking story up so much that we're going to find a way to make it. I'm going to hit Pat up and be like, yo, bro, finally we can make this shit happen. But nevertheless, cold calls, man, and um, cold emails. It works. It takes a lot of work, but it works. And it, you learn a lot about rejection in your life. You learn a lot about how to manage expectations and understand what is a win, what is a loss, what is a learning curve, and, and, and how to grow from all of those things. So I took those experiences to speaking to certain people, and they became like, you know, my teachers in, in that respect. And just being able to submit to certain people. And then when you would be able to submit to certain individuals and certain department heads and so on, so on and so forth. And they liked the material because a lot of them would say, this is great. We can never make this. And I thought it was because it was porno. I'm like, oh, they just shitting on it because it's from an adult industry standpoint or whatever the case may be. And I realized it was like, they don't know me. They don't know Pat. They don't know who the fuck we are. They don't know any of these things. And I didn't understand how making a TV show, um, how much work it is, how much trust it is, how much people have to okay this. You know, when we see shit on TV or Netflix or streaming services or whatever the case may be, it's gone through so many different people of saying yes. And it took a lot for them to say yes. So, but it starts with a lot of no's and those cold emails is what leads you to that. So just to backtrack, Halls Deep was the script that we found. Me and Pat 
came to the I well, I came to the I came up with an idea like, look, we got to change the name. Let's call I mean, excuse me. It was called Balls Deep. I changed it to Halls Deep, you know, because of the school and just because it wasn't too on the nose. I tried both ways when emailing people with the title and seeing which one would garnish more interaction. That's another lesson you can use, you know, try and see which one it is. And I think we assume that like after you shoot this email off, it's like in the, in the air, people could screenshot it, this, that, use it against you. As long as you don't say nothing inappropriate and you just sneak into the fact that the material and, and what you're trying to convey, taking a shot don't hurt. You know, nowadays kids all say shoot or shoot, which is the truth, right? But they usually shoot about the wrong shit. They usually shoot about trying to get a girl or trying to sell you on some Forex scam or something stupid. If you have a tangible idea and product and a story that you want to get convey and sell, you have to be able to succinctly express that. But you have to have the guts and the balls <laughs> and the balls to go balls deep and not be afraid to put that out there. So another episode I'm gonna have Pat on I'm gonna track him down somewhere and then we're gonna jump on a zoom and record it and make it happen and um, I'm just happy man episode 4 this is really dope you know keep pushing I'm gonna keep giving y'all more more tidbits about what's going on there's a lot of great things in development from 1982 media I'm gonna keep saying it because it's the truth we have a lot of fantastic things there's some legal shit that's going on that we're trying to dot some you know I's and cross some T's just so we could push forward and we can actually start saying it because this is what happens right you know a lot of people talk but there's nothing behind it I don't want to be in that position you know ever but just know that I am moving forward. We are going to make some incredible shit. It's going to be super dope. I'm going to tease you on a lot of other things you we, we put together. I'm going to put that out there. A couple of the short films, a couple of the pilots. Release them again so that people can see. But follow Making Movies Podcast on all platforms. Follow the Homage Podcast. Me and John Doe co-host my brother my best friend we have a bunch of new episodes coming up with a really great slate of individuals that talk about their journeys and it ranges from anything you know entertainment related all the way to regular people that are doing incredible things and have a dope story to share and that's going to be useful but making movies podcast is going to be here we're going to keep making dope shit as always Go check out Since 1982 NYC. We got the dopest clothing in the game. Our shit is official. It's only getting better. If you're in New York and you pull up to the Bronx, come to 4350 Katona Avenue in the Bronx. Come pull up to the store. See how we get down for real. And also, man, like, you know, we have artists too. You know what I'm saying? We got large amount, man. You need to follow him. Listen to all his music. We put out a bunch of pro projects in the last year and a half. Enough content to fill up, you know, your Alexa or whoever you use to talk to and tell them to play the music siri whoever you do that so follow large follow all of us tap in stay connected peace y'all justin making movies podcast